<laughs> Bury the boy. Bury the boy. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. Welcome back to another episode of Also Also, everyone. We're your hosts, Mara and Lainey. Hi. And today we're going to be talking about a crown of candy. <laughs> Let Lainey take a big breath. I get it. It was like half a breath, half a yawn. This campaign is a lot. It really is. And it's very emotional. And I... Emotionally draining. Like, everything's emotionally draining, if we're honest. I Aha, like to mood. cut myself off from my emotions. She does. She keeps them all inside until she dies. Yes. Um, guys, I need you all to know, I don't necessarily feel that old. I don't really think I'm that old. But the work friends we have tend to be a bit younger than us, like only just by a couple of years. Like we're all in our 20s. But we put together like a D&D presentation thing for them because they're all starting to get into D&D and we were like building characters and I was trying to give like a little rundown. And one of the slides <laughs> mentioned a vine. I tried to say a vibe. Mentioned it referenced a vine. Referenced. I also almost <laughs> said vibe. Referenced a vine. And I put on there, if you know, you know. And Mar and I cackled the when whole we time. said this thing. And I looked at everybody else and they were just kind of sitting there. And I was like, it's a vine. Any of you know it? And they're like, no. It was a, uh, the slide was for rangers. And the vine was, I love the nature. What's nature? nature <laughs> and not a single person got no it no one got it it made me so but sad we were dying and that's yeah. what's important we create our own entertainment yes that's and I'll, all i need i'll never do anything better than lesser legolas <laughs> for half <laughs> elf <the> lesser Le- <laughs> but then we used a picture of orlando bloom as legolas from the hobbit, the hobbit instead of <laughs> the actual lord of the rings because he's not supposed to be in there and so it's well, funny and his eyes are like weird in it yeah, it's because they did CGI and shit. Yeah, and because sort of, he looks 10 years this older. Not, this podcast is not about... It should not be. about The Hobbit. Everything in my life is about The Hobbit. Okay? I know. I understand. And I don't hate the movies as much as some other people do. I don't hate the movies but, at all. I don't care. Call me out on it. I love I don't. Movies. Okay. G- g- fair. Yeah, I don't hate the movies. I am likewise annoyed with the decision to use CGI and not shoot on location. Oh, yes. That's a bullshit. They will never compare to the original Lord of the right. Rings trilogy. But I have read the book. And while I like the book and I like the way that the book reads, I don't think it would have translated well. Into a movie. Into a movie. Yeah. No, not at all. My microphone smells like peanut butter and it's really bothering me because I don't really eat peanut butter. I do. Maybe that's... And it's my- been sitting in my bedroom. Maybe we switched mics. We, pro- we possibly switched microphones. That's- this one is more void of cat hair than my Yeah, and I groomed mine better. <laughs> I am so frustrated that I'm like breathing in your old breath. I am so sorry. You should be. I'm really uncomfortable about it. Well, I'm trying to work on that. That word. I realized because <laughs> you said uncomfortable and not uncomfortable. It felt really weird in my mouth. Like I felt like I was messing up. Guys, let us know if you say uncomfortable like everyone else in the world or if you say uncomfortable. 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 Like you're saying uncomfortable. I No, I'm saying comfortable. So I'm saying uncomfortable. Comfortable. Comfortable. Comfort, not comfortable. Comfortable. That's how, that's how you Comft. pronounce it. Comft. Comfortable. Comfortable. Comft. 
is what you're saying. Comfortable. I can't say it slowly <laughs> without saying all the syllables. Lainey exactly. adds an extra syllable. It's annoying. We're moving I on. Do- she also says toddler instead of toddler. Yeah, that one's wrong, but I can't not say toddler. <laughs> so wrong. You know, you didn't do it until we started watching Kelsey. Oh, I know. But now I can't say toddler. Toddler. Like that just sounds wrong. Toddler. Like it, my tongue is like freaking out. Lainey wants to go toddler. Toddler. <laughs> she tried to explain this by saying, oh, they toddle around. So it's a toddler. Tod- <laughs> I toddler. <laughs> it was funny. Anyway, moving on. So a crown of candy. Um, you know, the Dimension 20 whatever season it is campaign. <laughs> you think I, I would know. know what seasons they are? I think it's 5. I don't know. That's a that's literally a guess I'm pulling well, out of my it went ass. Fantasy High. And then I think Unsleeping City. Mhm. And then wasn't it like Fantasy High the t- uh, 2 sophomore year? I think so. And then Unsleeping City season yeah. 2. No. No. No, because Yes. Yes. Yeah. And Sorry. then it was Crown of Candy. And then so it was it Crown is season candy. five. Yes, because Crown of Candy was the first season they did after they came back out of COVID. And they ended season two of Fantasy High. Like the last episode yeah. was filmed um, quarantined, like separated yeah. over like Zoom calls and stuff. And that's how the whole thing of Unsleeping City 2 yeah. was. Which, by the way, I was listening to NADPOD and there was um, a character that... Oh, no, it wasn't even NADPOD. It was the question quiz thing that they did as one of their, like, uh, mixed bags or whatever and as a bonus episode during the holidays. And they created this character because Emily was just there to create drama. She just wanted to do everything she could to keep Caldwell and Jake, like, even in points because she thought it was funny. But then she got to a point where they were all too like digits apart in their points so then she went oh we're like siblings we're a family so then her decision was to create a family out of them so then they started making characters like characterizations for the ages and one of them was named connor and he was just this little punk and he made me think so much of cody in unsleeping city too (laughs) and the they i the part that i'm at like listening in NADPOD, I think they probably just finished streaming Fantasy High Season 2. No, they wouldn't have finished it quite yet. But they were in the middle of that, which means that they probably would have been close to making characters for mm-hmm. Unsleeping City 2. I don't know how the timelines work for them, but I just think it's funny because I was like, mm-hmm, Murph, but was Cody based off of Connor? <laughs> A little bit at least. Yeah. Anyway. um, Speaking of characters yeah. and creating them, Oh, are you about I, to talk I about your character? I have to talk about Lieutenant Colonel Ketchup. <laughs> okay. First, we are... Mara's DMing a campaign for our work group. Very excited. It's like Canal City. Whatever. We are going over all of the races with everyone. And I don't know what it is. But I was like, I kind of want to play a tabaxi. I'm not sure. Kept going back and forth between things. I put my name on a character sheet and nothing else for days which was the second time she's done that because i'm also planning a like taylor swift inspired campaign for just me her and jelena to play like separately just so that way we can play when we're together and have no one else around because <laughs> we're nerds and we were making characters with jelena uh, the week the week before and laney also put her name on a sheet and did not fill okay. anything else out to be fair i couldn't write i had a hard time reading i was laney was drunk so drunk and we had just been through unnatural holy wars. Yes. Anyway, um, 
So I finally settled on Tabaxi. She's going to be a bard. We made up like our own bard um, college thing that we kind of inspired <laughs> by two different ones. Three different. Online. Three different. I had to pull up three different ones. And she has a background of pirate because I'm obsessed with pirates. If you know me, I'm obsessed with pirates. I guess if you know me well. Surface level knowing me, you'd never know. Guess what? Guess what star sign Lanny is? Guess it. Guess it. <laughs> okay. It's a Gemini. Go anyway. on. Anyway. <laughs> Shut up. Anyway. But she's cat and she's calico and i know tabaxi's like usually tall but she's gonna be like short house cat thing but we played a game a clue like um escape room game with our sister but it was like based on a ship and colonel mustard had a cat named lieutenant colonel ketchup that's all you can say about the game otherwise people are gonna try and play this game and you're gonna spoil it for them this is all you can know so i'm named after said cat but I can't explain your ba- my backstory for it, but anyway, she ends up alone. This is not as interesting now without the backstory, but you call her Lou. I'm sad. <laughs> I'm Guys, so this sorry. This doesn't sound interesting or I'm, funny without all of this backstory. If you want to know the rest of the story and you don't care about the, the clue game being ruined for you, don't do that. Yeah, I know. I'm really sorry. And you're not worried about the clue game being ruined for you, then we'll tell you. It's very entertaining. You can also, however, know that at one point, one of the other characters in the game calls him Captain Relish. So Lainey's character's alter ego is Who wears Captain... a monocle and a different hat. <laughs> Who wears a different hat and a monocle is named Captain Relish and has a completely different accent. But the, <laughs> but the joke is that she puts on a fake mustache, a monocle, and changes out her hat. And that That's makes her disguised. Because <laughs> I have disguised self. Guys, I went for Bard and did not pick your wounds. Healing word nothing that could heal it's fine. anybody we're gonna have a cleric at least one it's gonna be okay i'm sure if no one ends up being a paladin i might be a little bitter how are it it's my fit mm. i'll try so we know my twin won't be i don't want to say their names that's fine but who's the other who all hasn't made a character we know what she's gonna be so is it just him and then our new him Mm-mm. there's two new hymns and then him, Two new and hints. then a her. Oh, wait, who's the her? Oh, yes. Okay. Well, that's like four people we can try and convince to be a paladin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, we yeah, have yeah, two yeah, barbarians. Yeah. yeah. We have a bard. I don't even think we have a rogue. Yes, almost, we do. Oh, no. Almost everyone wants he to was going to be a rogue, and then yeah. he decided to be a barbarian. Which I love. His character is Chef's Kiss. Oh, my gosh. The mesh muscle tank. I can <laughs> No, 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 no. It's not a mesh muscle tank. It is a chain mail mesh muscle tank <laughs> that's basically a crop top. He is displaced in this time. Because really the time is. period, as far as I know, it's like from what I'm gathering for from my own research and like what i want the campaign to be based around it'll be based in like late 1300s early 1400s dr of the forgotten realms and i hope any of that made sense to people so the the chain mail mesh tank top it, it kills me it's perfect it's so funny honestly the character i made and then i can just tell his character we don't belong in this world, and I guarantee you, none of our characters nor, will belong. Nor in this do you world. belong in each other's world. No, not at all. <laughs> you make a little more sense in this world. You really do. 
Um, that's just because she's a pirate. Well, a wannabe pirate who thinks she can talk to animals. <laughs> thinks she can talk to animals. Lainey looked at me earlier today and was like, oh, I almost forgot that she thinks she can talk to animals. And I was like, what? <laughs> and she said, yeah, I said that when we were making her. I was like, oh, I should, should I take speaks with animals or animal handling or whatever? And she was like, speak with animals. No, I'm just going to make her think she can talk to animals. <laughs> because she's a tabaxi. She's so she's like a cat. So she thinks she can talk oh to other animals. Gosh. Like all I can imagine is her dunking her head in the water and trying to talk to the fish. But obviously they're scared of her. You're but she just nerd. thinks she can talk to any animal. But fun fact about her, she has an homage to each clue character. Oh, she does because of outfit. where her name comes from. Yes. That is fun. Do you want to talk about what the homages are? Well, yeah. So she has the feather in her hat, From which I wanted anyway. But then I was like, oh, that's Miss Peacock. She car- She is always. You know, it has to be a peacock feather now, right? Yeah, I know. Okay. That's kind of what I always imagined anyway. Oh, okay. That works. <laughs> um, And then she, I said she was always going to be walking around like filing her nails, uh, which is going to be her thieves tool thing if she ever does that. <laughs> uh, but then I was like, oh, that could be like Miss Scarlet. Just make it red for Miss Scarlet. Yeah. I was going to have it scarlet engraved on it. Oh, yeah. And um, her monocle is for Professor Plum. <laughs> Obviously, her name is for Colonel Mustard. Right. Yeah. And, and then, then Mr. Green. It was the hat. Oh, the hat was going to be green. That's the loosest one, but we'll talk about it. Okay. Maybe her coat is Mr. Green's. Yeah. Or something. No. No, 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 no. Because no, no, you want like no. a full pirate coat. It's like half pirate coat, half like. I still think she should have. Coat. I still think she should have like a pocket watch. Yeah, that would be fun. And I think that would be entertaining. Yeah. Anyway, guys, I <laughs> I'm obsessed with her. If we're honest, too. I'm getting calico dice Ooh, to play. Yeah. For her. Okay. So if any of you are dice people, because let's be real, who's not? Fenwick and Finch has some great, amazing dice. I just bought a couple of sets from them recently for a couple of my other characters. And I'm in love. First of all, all of their packaging is eco-friendly. Like everything is legitimate, like full eco-friendly as as it can be, which is amazing. But then the dice, like they were cute online. They were pretty in the videos that I saw on Instagram, but they're so much better when you look at them in person. I can't stop staring at them. And so Lainey's getting the calico set from them and they for have her character. Cat paws on them. They do, and they're so cute. I'm obsessed. Like literally, my dice for the campaign. I know we picked the one was the ones with the whales, but I might still buy the ones off Fenwick and Finch because I really like them. You can never have too many dice. Well, and I like the darker blue. I was looking for a thing. I think a darker blue, mm-hmm. but I do really like the light blue with the whales. I like that they glow in the dark. That too. That's fun. Anyway, um, this is not at all what this episode is about i'm also like i'm sure this board half of you you can fast forward if you want a crown of candy please don't fast forward i would really hope that i don't bore you (laughs) oh i just don't listen if i bore you i guess i have listen i i need validation at all times why i have to see a psychiatrist now (laughs) actually that's not at all why i have to see a psychiatrist now well we're moving on anyway (laughs) Anyway, a crown of candy um so if you haven't watched a crown of candy Please go watch A Crown of Candy first. Major oh. spoilers ahead. I will not filter myself. I will probably cry at several points. Forewarning, it will destroy you. Yeah, 100%. And unlike most D&D, where you want to play your characters together and like the DM is always like with you, like they're trying to help you create the story and stuff, and like obviously they have to play the villains. No, not with this campaign. There were several you are all times played that... against each other because the DM is playing. I you wouldn't say they're other. all played against each other. 
No, but a lot of them did. A few of them did, yes. And I was entertained by that. And Brennan, very much so this season more than any others, was dead set on annihilating them, which was kind of entertaining. And it's also the only campaign where they've, like, died. Yeah. Officially. And, like, died, died. Yeah, where two of them did. Because, like, and had clearly to switch out characters. in... Um, never after. Never after. And in Fantasy High. He found ways to bring them back. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, I guess technically between the two Unsleeping City seasons, well, I mean, Siobhan's character never died. No, she left. She just chose a different one. And then, I mean, Merv's character definitely, like, died, but in a different way. He just became, like, a... And I think it wasn't, it wasn't really a death so much as it was. It wasn't so much like, a, oh, his character died because he died in battle. It was, like, a full sacrifice that he chose to make. And then chose to play a different character when he came well, back. And like he used the magical item for it. That's right. another episode. Oh my um, gosh. The everything bagel. The everything bagel. <laughs> I about that. And he was just like, I'm going to eat it. And everyone was like, oh shit. <laughs> Spoilers for Unsleeping City, by the way. But also RIP Kugrash. Oh my God. I loved Kugrash. Kugrash was probably my favorite character that Murph has played. Mm, but I love Riz. I love Riz. There's a character that I, in the part of NADPOD that I'm listening to, whose name is Ruzgak. And it always makes Aww. me think that of Rizgukgak. And I get so confused when he starts talking about him. I'm like, why do I know that name? Because <laughs> it makes me think of Rizgukgak. But it sounds more like Kugrash. Ruzgak. Kugrash. It does. Rizgukgak. It's so funny. I just like the name. And then he comes up with Cody. Cody! <laughs> You should see the fucking sound waves on that. <laughs> Cody, I'm so sorry, Hot guys. topic goth oh, mall just kid. The hot topic goth kid is everything to me. It fucking kills me. This is not, again, we're <laughs> totally confused and <laughs> talking about different episode, campaigns. Guys. It's fine. What, what else do we do? That's all we do. Anyway, so um, important things to know about the season before you watch it. Uh, if you don't like things like character death don't watch it um there are some pretty heavy topics oh yes heavy battle scenes like they put um like trigger warnings in there yes they i would pay heavy attention to the trigger warnings before each episode they're very 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 nice so for whatever reason one of my trigger warnings trigger warning if you guys out there are triggered by this is hanging i can't moving on i have never seen anybody like use that as a trigger warning because I feel like most people are like whatever it's in everything and so they just do it but there were trigger warnings in the episode that had it in it and I it was the first time that they had ever done that and I like cried I was like people actually care about me because <laughs> usually it's Lainey watching the show and seeing it before I do and going don't look don't look don't look and then I inevitably I look up because I'm like what <laughs> yeah I go don't look she goes hmm? slow processing okay it's the ADHD <laughs> I don't know what to I tell you just start like covering your face <laughs> probably just like <laughs> um but it's fine because there are things that I do that for you with sharks yep oh my gosh one of our uh managers children is also terrified of ladybugs which one yeah I figured wait but which one of them oh honestly I get it yeah I know you it's do. like the the crunch. Anyway, we're moving on. Okay. Also, so, um, watch out for the, the biggest betrayal you will ever see on anything. How do you know? <laughs> <laughs> Because I was thinking between Fucking the cake. PCs. I'll never eat cake again. 
He was a crawler. He was a cake. He was house crawler, but he was a cake. Remember? He was the slice of cake and he had the fancy striped pants. I know. Why was his name Calroy Crawler? I don't know. I hate it even more. That doesn't make sense. Because he's a fake. Why would you not be a crawler donut? Well, maybe his dad was a crawler. That's fucked up. I don't like that. I don't like it either. Anyway, we're moving on. I'll make the rules. So, it was supposed to be a mashup of Candyland and Game of Thrones. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that they really nailed it on the head. I've never watched Game of Thrones. I will never watch Game of Thrones. This is not the first time I've said it, and it won't be the last time, I'm sure. Don't come at me. I will not watch it. (laughs) Especially after watching A Crown of Candy. Like, that's as much Game of Thrones as I need in my life. Amara had a hard time also, like, following the whole politics and, like, interwoven things. I understood it more this time. However, I think I will need to watch Ravening War again to really understand that as well. It just goes over my head. I can't focus on it. Yes, I know. It doesn't make any sense to me. The things where you have to pick up where it was a long time ago. No, that's not it. Well, I meant I'm very good at that hour. That's what I meant. Like, oh yeah, no. If it was at the beginning of the hour and you've gotten to the next, like the end of the hour, you're like, I have no idea. Yeah, no, absolutely. But if you're referencing like four episodes earlier you like i know exactly what they're talking it about. can be like literally something that doesn't even matter it could be something that they didn't even intend to be a reference to that and i'm still gonna keep, pick up on it i'm gonna be like oh that's that it's like how we roundabouted our way through those dwarves oh my gosh no oh my gosh anyway <laughs> moving <laughs> on um so yeah it's a mashup between those it's inspired me to plan my own Candyland um campaign i do nothing but plan campaigns i have yet to actually play one of them it's fine but (laughs) so (laughs) suffice it to say none of them will be heavy in politics because i don't fucking understand them i don't and it's so hard i find them so intriguing and i'm sitting here planning this like building this world and planning this campaign i'm like okay i have to think of like how this would work and how this would work and how this would work and in the end i looked at laney and i said the Duke was the son of a family of calligraphers who the king looked at and said, you look like a strapping young fellow. You're my Duke. <laughs> I have since changed it in my oh, thank head. goodness. It's going to now be that he's like a long lost descendant of like the previous Duke's family. Mm. And he was like the only, you know, like Jack and the Beanstalk, how like Jack somehow always ends up becoming king. Maybe that's just a once upon a time situation. No, it's in that one with Nicholas Holt too, isn't it? Or no? Yes, it is. Yeah. He likes something like that. That's Jack the Giant Killer. Which Jack the should, Giant Slayer. Whatever. We should watch that movie. Also, baller. isn't it Jack and the Beanstalk? Jack and the... Oh, you're just saying the title. I was like, they are one in the same, Mara. Jack yeah. is Jack. I know. Okay. Anyway. Maybe we just do Never After right now. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. So that kind of vibe for the Duke is kind of what I'm feeling. Like he comes from like a, like a peasant life. Not necessarily a peasant life. I feel like they never would have been like full peasant, but they would have been like working class, you know, um, working class, but had decent money. Especially if, like, they're calligraphers. I mean, map makers, invitation makers, newspapers. I you feel like they would have um, dominated that field. A is a cartographer and not a calligrapher. Same thing. Absolutely not. They can exist in the same building. Yeah, they can exist in the same building, but a calligrapher is not <laughs> making a map. No, but maybe one of the people in the family was a cartographer and they used the... Did you say cartographer? Cartographer. <laughs> That's worse than toddler. I don't need this hate, okay? (laughs) 
this is not the point anyway. Crown of a crown of candy. I don't know why I insist on saying it that way. So <laughs> I honestly don't know where to go. From I don't there. know where to start. I do have some things to say. The first one that I wrote down is Jet with a black heart. Jet black heart. Oh my gosh! Aww. Five sauce. What a weird crossover. Um, <laughs> we all know. I think by now, or if you don't, Lainey and I definitely do. Emily Axford is my everything. Yes, she is. I would do anything in this world for that woman. I simply would. Um, and her husband and their cats. Honestly, um, but I I loved Jet, and this is the first I guess major spoiler alert, like directly spoiler alert. Jet dies. And okay, so Jet and Ruby are twins. Mm-hmm. Okay, first of all, that's already got me in Laney going because anything that has to oh, do with sisters, like especially twins, we got it. You know, it's us. Emily that's and, us. Emily and Siobhan. Siobhan? Siobhan? Siobhan. Siobhan. I know. I just randomly said Siobhan. Siobhan, hold pinkies they the do. entire time. They hold pinkies a lot. And it's and the it's, cutest thing. It's so cute and I love it. And, and then they, they, do they have. It even at one time when she's Sacramento. I know. And they have the matching necklaces for the sweet. Locket ne- of the sweetest heart. Yeah. And one of our coworkers, like one of our friends, who's also our coworker, for a while after we watched it the second time, kept calling me her sweetest heart. And I was just like, please stop. You don't understand how triggered I am right now. Like, I'm gonna die. Thank you. But anyway, so already, automatically, Lainey and I are like, oh, that's us. We're always the siblings. We always put ourselves (laughs) in those positions. It just happens. Ironically, though, I don't think we've ever actually said which one we're more like. We've just said, oh, that's our relationship. I don't think either of us are like either of them. I don't think so either interesting moving on anyway so um when jet dies it's very hard first of all the fact that she makes ruby leave i know that i mean yeah that's what i would make you do if i were dying i'd be like get the fuck out of here right now and i'd make someone take you and leave however being in ruby's position (laughs) i would not have fucking left like i just wouldn't have been able to which is hard because watching it ruby has like no choice but to leave I know she doesn't. Here's my thing. I think real life circumstances, I would not have left. No, I would have died. There, Like there is a choice to stay or leave and my choice yeah. is to fucking stay and I will die here because what's the point anymore? Right. However, in the game, she couldn't just die. It Like I probably still would admit like Lainey and I have twin uh, drow elves that we really want to play um in a campaign at some point and well and here's i would fully sacrifice my character if yours died i'm not gonna lie but with ruby the whole point because i think that character choice she would have had it not been like liam was also there and in danger and clearly the whole family was and she had to go find someone and tell them like not even just hey jet died but hey they're here and yeah. we're all about to die. Like she's going to want to well, save her mom and, and that Chibata was actually, I guess they knew Chibata was evil sort of. They did because he was like um, involved with all of like yeah. the politics and more stuff that they overheard, but from like Primzy and stuff, but Primzy cold bottle. Oh my God. She's my everything. You know what? Emily is your everything, but Primzy's my everything. <laughs> <laughs> and I love her. Such a nerd. Anyway. So that in and of itself was like, just first of all, like yes the situation is difficult to watch and makes me cry but then like emily like telling her to run always like last words things like that like pleading with people when you're just like you have no other choice but to plead really fucking gets me it is sandra bullock as sally in practical magic pleading with her aunts 
to bring her dead husband back. Even thinking about that scene right now makes me want to fucking cry and vomit because it just makes me so sad. But then for her to just be sitting there like telling Ruby to run and you're you're like, and then, and then she tells Liam to tell her that it wasn't her fault. Like Ruby, like Jet tells Liam to tell Ruby that it wasn't her fault. Yeah. Oh, that part. Well, and that Liam is there and was like trying to get him out, and Liam, like specifically, say because Liam would be the only one who was like able to try and take that on, and just stayed with her while she died, and then took the care to like wrap her up and try and preserve her and put her body somewhere safe, so they could go back and find her. Specifically, go back and get her body, but also take the stuff that if they couldn't, they had it at least, like the locket and her. The well, because Liam took the locket to give to Ruby, the knife and everything, and in the water steel dagger and flickerish, <clears throat> flickerish. That's the one I was thinking of. Because Ruby then says, "Jet used her this. water steel dagger. What's she talking about? Oh she yeah, used no. that on the Pontifex Ruby, real quick. Ruby used hers on Chibata. Yeah, oh to kill God. Chibata. Which guys? Because Chibata killed Jet. The re- they could not have planned the revenge better in this no. campaign. Honestly, and they each let each other have like the characters they needed revenge on. The the sad one of the saddest parts and the part that makes me want to cry. During that is when Ruby is running away. So she, Siobhan and Emily are crying. Yeah. Right now. The whole time I'm and crying. They're, they're talking about Siobhan's running away and freaking Brennan's like, you run over the bridge from Dulcington and you know, your heart necklace, like your locket of the sweetest heart is glowing. And then it goes out and you know, that jet just died. Like, because your locket of the sweetest heart is out. And he says that Amethar, who's just fallen, also sees that in the distance and is like, oh my God, my daughter just died. Well, and then Lou is Amathar says that he was like, I have never been filled with so much rage at the fact that I am not there to like, I'm not there yeah. and this happened. And it's who I'm crying right now. Yeah. I don't know if you can. Tell. Okay. I just need to say Lou in this campaign. So Lou plays really powerful characters anyway, like Kingston and Fabian but Lou as Amathar really came alive. He did. And like the care that he put into Amathar loving his kids and like that's what he lives for. He doesn't want to be king, but he adores his children and they are his everything and he will do anything to get them out. Like when he beats the pillar, when Brennan's like, you can't get out, you can't beat these pillars. And then Lou ends up doing it and getting his kids out and like how he throws Ruby up onto like Even though the she's balcony. like saying, no, don't right. do that. Because it helped in the long run. It did. But just because like, even though her character is fighting it and like in the long run as another played character, you would want her down there fighting with you. But he was like, this is my kid. I'm getting her the fuck out of here. Yeah. They do a very good job at playing in character. They do. Which is nice. Um, There's something else that one of them says, Ruby tells, or Jet tells Ruby to leave. And then I think it is mostly her telling Liam, like tell Ruby, I love her and that it wasn't her fault. Always kills me. And then Ruby begging the sugar plum fairy to bring her back. And then like, when she kills the sugar plum fairy and like they're all leaving and everything and she sees her braid in her yeah. shadow one last time and she like gets to talk oh my gosh when he asks emily to play ruby or jet again when she's already saccharina just for that mm-hmm. one moment oh that kill- i'm gonna freaking cry i know it, it kills me it hurts so bad the whole thing and like I understand ruby's just like automatic shutdown of everything right. yeah because she says when Jet died, I died. And she does it like she tells uh, Cumulus basically that she's like, I don't care about living. The only reason I am still alive right now is because I'm going to kill Jabata. 
and I'm going to make sure that this all ends. And it's just, like the freaking revenge of Liam getting to kill um Caridon. Caridon and Ruby getting to kill the sugar plum fairy because she basically orchestrated like yeah. Ruby dying and stuff. She gets to kill her Jet. with that's what I meant. She gets to kill her with flickerish, which is Jet's weapon. And then she kills Chibata with the with water, the steel, water dagger, steel dagger, which, which is, is what, what he used to Jet kill her. With. Yeah. Such sweet, sweet revenge. And the, okay, talking about... Oh my about, god. <laughs> yeah, I think you're thinking about it too. Talking about Liam killing Carradine and looking like Carradine at the time. We'll get to that in a second, but it's the onion guy. <laughs> Oliver Onion Patch? Liam disguising himself as Oliver Onion Patch and just fucking ruining this guy's entire like, life. Driving him, him absolutely insane, insane and then assassinates him. The, like I don't particularly like Rangers not a class that I've ever felt like I want to play I it just doesn't Rangers. do anything for me but watching Allie play Liam as a ranger it's like I want to be that ranger well, and from going from a ranger to a gloom stalker and like like the ugh. okay so Liam is this seed guy who has this peppermint <laughs> pig seed guy Preston and he is Preston. just like the sweetest softest boy you know, he's a ward. He's like, no one likes me. I want to be like, I want everyone to love me. Yada, yada, yada. Just want to be in the nature. <laughs> and then Keridin. So, okay, hold on. No. First of all, the fact that Liam, like Allie had Liam send Preston to Lapan. Oh, I know. To give him advantage on his death save. And then Brennan and then was Brennan like, was like mm, Keridin no. kills Preston. And the fact that that fucked Liam up so bad that he became a gloom stalker and literally, like, did so much damage was a war guy was so scary. Like, if you watch that season, I mean, goddamn, like, it's Allie terrifying. has good roles anyway, but like, oh my god! I'm so sorry, guys, if you heard that. That was my phone. <laughs> Our friend just got a new or just put a deposit down on a new puppy, and she's been texting me names all day. <laughs> oh my gosh was. i said tippy as a joke and she was like i like it and I was it's like, on the oh. official list oh no 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 yep tippy maybe i should tell her that i like tilly too i do like tilly oh millie she millie's on the list okay but what about lily that's also on the list good she loves that name so i tried to convince her cecily to name her deli <laughs> No. <laughs> I didn't think it was weird at first, but then I realized as I was typing it that it's Deli, and I was like, but you could call her Deli Bailey. <laughs> and no. I think that's so cute. And then you call name her Jelly and call her Jelly Bean. No, that's not funny. Anyway, um We were talking about Oh yes, Liam's Liam. like character arc. And then Liam deciding in the end, so Liam his dad is like super polyamorous, has all these wives and husbands and stuff and then liam's like i don't want that i just want to hold hands yeah with liam's someone. asexual and primsy who married someone she thought she was in love with and then immediately being betrayed by him and was like i'm a young girl i'm ruined now and i still have to lead like this you know country yeah she's still like a duchess and she's the highest ranking of the, of the dairy, islands. dairy islands and so because annabeth Annabelle, whoops. Annabelle, Annabelle Cheddar. 
gave up her claim to the throne. She's hot. Because she didn't want to marry. So Primsy was like, I just want to hold hands with someone. And Liam was like, hello. <laughs> Don't mind so if I do. <laughs> Liam gives up being a seed guy and just holds hands with Primsy for the rest of his life. I don't think that's him giving up being a seed guy. No, he says he gives up being a seed guy. Oh, I thought or it was... not a seed guy. War a guy. war guy. I'm right. so no, sorry. Yeah, that's what I thought. He, he becomes gives up, a seed guy again. Yeah, he gives up being a war guy and becomes a seed guy again. Because he only became a war guy to avenge his pig. Well, and he talks about throughout the entire time, like seeing Le Pan and seeing his dad. He was like, the more I kill, the more I want to. But also the worse I feel and the yeah. less I want to do it. And his dad says, oh, my goodness. The depth with which. So Jawbreaker is very like, doesn't remember Liam's name and all of this stuff. But then when Liam's talking to him about killing people and not feeling good about it. And Jawbreaker is like, the first time I killed someone, I was like. I can only ever do this. I have to keep doing it because if I don't, it's going to haunt me. Yeah. Ugh, that's so depressing. I can't even think about it. Anyway. And then Liam disguises himself as Carradin to kill Carradin and then takes Carradin's body dressed, disguised as Carradin to the Pontifex and just I the absolute mind fuck that that would cause. I oh my gosh. can't even. And then he brings them back from the dead to lock them in oh, the yeah. and make them read all of this other like religious text that's not Bulbian. Yeah. Like the sweetening path and stuff like that. Oh God. That's so beautiful. Oh my that's gosh. a good revenge story. It really. And because he's like, oh, I'm a seed guy again. And I feel bad that I've killed people. And these two people should come back and they should have to suffer. But in like a non-dead way. Because death wasn't enough. So the next thing I have on my list is um, something we actually talked about while we were watching and I phrase posed this question to you and then we went after we answered it. That's really a conversation for the podcast. <laughs> but do you think. OK, so before we get into this, actually, um, Zach's character, the pan is a chocolate bunny and he, I wanted nothing more than him and Murph's character to end up together in the end. I needed that so gay badly. love story. It didn't happen. It's not fine, obviously. But um, Zach's character, LePan, dies in the like third or fourth episode. And it's horrible. He gets like one move. That's it. The entire fight. Yeah, he and took that one turn. entire fight was just fucked up. And it was that mm. that battle is so stressful to watch. Well, and then you just think about it in comparison with the freaking clown battle in Unsleeping City Chapter 2. Yeah. Where they just, and it, it all comes down to roles. Yeah. And it fucking sucks and I hate it. Except they did really well in the clown battle because the clowns were terrible. Because the clowns were rolling bad. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because I was watching an adventuring academy and Brennan was, I don't, I don't remember. I think he was either talking, I think he was talking to Zach actually. And because they might have been talking about LePan dying. And he was like, you know, the, the like church battle that, you know, that was like, that was meant to be what it was. It, uh, you guys kept rolling like LePan just, Zach kept rolling bad yeah. on his death saves and stuff. So it sucked. And he was like, but the clown battle in Unsleeping City Chapter 2 is like, I thought that was going to be like a full out brawl. Like y'all, we're going to have the hardest time getting through it. And then they couldn't fucking roll for shit. And yeah. you guys like, like soared through it. No problems. And that is what I love about D&D. And that is what I hate about D&D. <laughs> that it is all based on chance. Like it's strategy and chance. And I fucking hate it. I hate it so much. So much. But anyway. 
So Lapan dies and then Preston dies and it's horrible and I cry every time and it's Preston uh, definitely it. dies before Lapan, but sure. Lainey, that's not the point, okay? Oh, I'm sorry. The point is, is that they both die and I hate all of it. Like I have a rule in my campaigns now that I will not kill any animals. I won't do it. First of all, I would cry too much. Now, if they died in battle for whatever reason, I don't think I could control that. However, I think Brennan took it a little far. <laughs> I think that's what this campaign was supposed to I do, though. I agree, but that's not the point. I still wouldn't have done it. Moving on. Anyway. Um, it's because you're too soft for it. I'm not. It is not, not like too soft way. to not want to kill animals, okay? Not, no, I'm saying... Okay, I know, mind. I know. Anyway, so they obviously... And because Jet dies, Emily and Zach both have to bring in their secondary characters. Like, they... I was watching... I saw something else. They both... Like, every single one of them had to sit down and make two characters because they had to have a backup because the chances of them dying were incredibly high. So Zach and Emily are the only two that have to actually bring them in and... The question that I asked Lainey at one point was, do you think they would have come in anyway? Because Saccharina ends up being such a prominent part of the storyline at the end. And even Cumulus with the whole way of the spinning path or stars or Order whatever. of the spinning star. Order of the spinning star. Thank you. I couldn't remember. Like that is such almost an integral part of like... They're written into the like the actual the st- lore exactly. and like with the whole like wedding date and that being so specific with Saccharina. Right. But yeah. do you think that was just Brennan because of certain events having to come up with what would be fixed that way? No. I, I think Brennan curious. writes that lore and then I think that Zach was like, I want my second character to be a monk and Brennan was probably like, oh, hey, Order of the Spinning Star already exists and stuff like that. Right. No, and I get that. I, I do get that. But what I'm saying is, is that would Sakarina like, yes, he may have already known about the whole wedding plot thing, you know, with the date, with the specific dates and all of that, you know, um, I understand that he knew all of that, but do you think that it would have played a part at all? Yes. Had their characters not died? Because like, what do you do if... Saccharina shows up and Brennan has to role play Saccharina because Emily's still playing Jet and then Emily dies and suddenly she has to play Saccharina. That's why I don't I think, think necessarily. I think he had a different plan. It was just a, if this happens then this happens and this is how we're going to play it. I think he was always going to have an ice cream queen. I don't yeah. know if it was necessarily always going to be Saccharina. Hmm. So I'm wondering if Emily dying was like, oh, now Saccharina can be this character. Because they specifically, like, the people have pointed out that he mentions their other characters before they ever come up. So, like, at one point in one of the first couple of episodes, they're talking about the bandits from the mountains yeah, that, you know, are pillaging and stuff like that. And uh, that everybody knows at that point, or at least Brendan and Emily do, that that's Saccharina and her group of people. Right. So she was always that character. I just want to know. I'm just curious about, like, I mean, I'm just curious about it plot line wise. Like, what would have been the opposite plot had that n- had Jet not died? I think I s- still think that there would have been them somehow coming to conflict with the queen with Saccharina. Mm-hmm. I still think I don't think she would have played as big of like a 
a part in like the forefront of it all it may have been more her minions and she was just like a background right like, and he may the, not have actually hiding. like they could he could have played it as like she doesn't you know actually come into yeah. it at any point because she's always protected or always off doing something else that way in case emily did die later on she could still play saccharina right and I, I mean, think Cumulus would have come in anyway because the Order of the Spinning Star was always there. Anyway the Order of the them. Spinning Star would have definitely come in. I don't think Cumulus specifically would have. That's why I kind of have a problem with Saccharina. First of all, I don't really like the character Saccharina. Lainey um, doesn't, but as we've explained, I love Emily Axford and I think she can do It's not no because wrong. I don't like Emily. It's just I, know I don't like Saccharina. Um, and my problem is that Saccharina to me almost feels a little overpowered, especially when she gets the dragon. But it feels like her storyline was written so much into the campaign just like everybody else's storyline was anyway but cumulus's was not he just kind of felt like a thrown in character to me which i felt sad about i did too i wish that the order had more and i don't think that's anything against zach no or brennan even i think that's just unfortunately the connection you feel with certain characters and I think LePan's part was so big that unfortunately it felt like Cumulus kind of. Well, I think it didn't help that Zacharina came in not long after. Yeah. And she was like one of the most prominent figures. Yeah. I think unfortunately the Order of the Spinning Star, I don't think was gone into enough by that point that cumulus came in for him to really have like a lot of ground like standing yeah to stand on but i just wish that he would have had more backstory with the whole thing in general rather than just like oh i was a member of the order of the spinning star so i knew whatever her name is lazuli lazuli thank you i can't keep any of their names right mage lazuli (laughs) that just means that she's really good with potions okay or whatever the heck they say that it is the thing where, like, oh. everybody knows she's an archmage, but what you yeah. actually say is that she's good at something because else. isn't it... Um, it's Crawler that says that to Ruby. Right. But, uh... Citrina, Saint Citrina, she was, like, the Bulbian. Yeah. One of them. Honestly, I want a whole book on the history of that family. Like, I'm very confused by it all. I'm not confused by it. I know you're not, but I always am. Anyway. Okay, the next thing I have is what kind of... I didn't ask you this, but what kind of character would you want to play if you were in Ooh. A Crown of Candy? This is obviously ignoring the fact that you've already made your own Candyland character for my Candyland campaign. Yeah, but campaign. ours isn't like Game of Thrones. No, it's not. It's full Candyland. Um, the amount of history I have dug into for Candyland is ridiculous. This is so hard. Especially because I have a hard time making characters anyway because I don't tend to make characters. Which is weird because I have so many more campaigns that I need to be running than you do. I mean, like, because you run the campaign, you run, you're running Waterdeep, and then you're running something in suburbia. That's it. Well, I was supposed to run one for us with Michael and stuff. Yeah, and I mean, if you do, then you do. But I've got the one for our work group, and then I've got the one for me, you, and Jelena, and I guess that's actually it, yeah. isn't it? Also, I'm supposed to be doing Curse of Strahd Wild West. Well, I'm doing Curse of Strahd. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, we still add those in there. Yeah. Oh, anyway. You just love to sit down and make characters. I love to make characters. I have a hard time doing that because I need them to be perfect. I don't need them to be that perfect because part of the role-playing process is coming up with those things spur of the moment, which I like. 
I get that. And I feel like I can still do that. But I need I need to know enough and I need to have enough for me to actually feel like I could be that character. I um, get that. I do need to do some more, I feel like, deep diving with Helena before we start playing Waterdeep on Monday. I feel like I know, I love Helena and I know everything about her pretty much. But I also feel like I don't know anything. Yeah. Um. No. As for what character I would want to play, what kind of character, um, I... This is, I don't want to take forever sitting here thinking, but I feel like I'm going to. Um, I think I would have wanted to play maybe a knight, but then there's the Knights of North Gumbia, and I wouldn't have wanted to be part of that. Not a knight of the North Gum- of North Gumbia? And I wouldn't want to be part of the Tart Guard, obviously. <laughs> I would have loved to be a part of the Tart Guard. I think I would have wanted to have been one of... Or both of the princesses, ladies in waiting. Oh my god, that's what I was just about <gasps> to say! Bitch. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> because then you know all the secrets. You know, you all, know the all the secrets. secrets. You have the connection with the family. You're gonna be there anyway. And like, it lends towards like a spy or something like that. Yeah. And I wouldn't want to be a spy, but like now I'm thinking like what background and what class I would want to be. Although it would have been fun to be a spy, like a true spy. Like maybe you were placed there by like okay think of it if it would have been allowed by brennan if i had been placed in to um the 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 castle castle candy <laughs> i was like it's what? castle candy yeah no they live in candy it's castle candy they call it castle candy no they don't it's called castle candy they literally call it castle candy google it right now it's called castle candy. i understand but they start calling it castle candy absolutely the end of the not season. it's just called candy oh my god Anyway, we're moving on. <laughs> we'll Google it after and we'll... I'll, and I'll be right. I'll be right. Anyway. No. <laughs> but if if it had been the option to have been brought in as a spy for Kroller and like have befriend... Like as another sort of... Like sort a fruitcake? Like another... Cake, <laughs> oh my God, a fruitcake. <laughs> That's so funny. That is fucking hilarious. But like a funfetti cake. Because you got to be part candy. You know what I mean? Yeah, but Kroller was cake, and that's why he was in Candia. But he was... Because it's like a dessert. It's like candy. Still, anyway, moving on. Something like that. And, like, but been in a sort of, like, ward situation or an apprentice to Kroller or some shit like that and have turned against Kroller because you realize, like, how evil and vindictive he is and you love the the Rocks family so much. Then why wouldn't you sold his secrets out to them? Because Kroller obviously has too much on me. He's probably got my family <laughs> locked away somewhere. He would. You know what? I'm related to the bananas from the ravening I was like, horse. what are you talking about? <laughs> That's what it is. Oh my God. When they have the banana guy in like the city, when they get to, um, Fruitcomeda. Oh yeah. Comeda. It's not Fructera just because the, I know. Anyway. But yeah, that's the kind of character I would have wanted to play. That would have been so much fucking fun to like have all the secrets. Like, because you and Brennan would sit there and know what's going on, but no one else would. And then that's like, you, you'd have to be playing a double agent in the actual playing a uh, double see, agent. I wouldn't like to play that. I would oh, I just would have wanted to be a lady in waiting. I mean, that was my first thought, 100%, but um, I felt like we needed to pick different things. So I picked something I else. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fine. I, I but don't... what kind of candy would you have been? Oh, goodness. Um, what kind of candy would I have? What have I? What? I don't know. I don't know anything of what I'm saying. 
Um, mimosa. It's hard because like you have to have a candy that can like somewhat have a form. Yeah. So I can't be like, oh my god, be a Swedish fish. Swedish fish. A Swedish fish. No, I don't like those. I love Swedish fish. Um, I mean, you don't. Th- there was literally sweet tarts as a tart guard. You could have been a skittle. Yeah, but I wouldn't have wanted to have been like this little round thing. Yeah, but think of being like the uh, the like all typical M M&M and M character. Ew, that would have been funny. Been, no, no, thank you. Okay. What would you have been? I just told you it would have been a fruitcake. Well, you told me I'd be a fruitcake, <laughs> and I argued and said I'd be funfetti. Okay, but what kind of candy would you have been? What kind of candy would I have been? Oh, that's hard because I'm not a candy person. Oh my god, Jolly Rancher, oh my god. or a gummy worm. I would have been Fun Dip, and I would have just always dyed my hair a different color. Oh my god, that's so funny! <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. 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 But you know, without branding. Or I would have been like a baby bottle pop. Baby bottle pop. Baby bottle pop, you can shake it. Choop, 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 choop. Oh my god, you remember those squeeze pops? We used to get at the little market across the street. The Mocaine Market? Yeah. the They had like cherry and red and blue. Yes. Cherry and red and blue. Green. <laughs> <laughs> Green and red and blue. Gosh. Those things. Oh, I loved those things. Those things are so good. Ew. All right. I used to buy the, but like, bubble gum bubblelicious because they were like a dollar oh the double bubble or not a dollar a penny a piece yeah little double bubble thing my okay. teeth hurt just thinking about okay that. okay okay but what kind of character would you play like yeah like, lady in waiting and yeah you'd be whatever the fucking kind of candy you wanted to be but like class what would your class be um either <laughs> i'm so sorry my class i'm trying to think of all the different classes um i wouldn't have wanted to be a rogue or a barbarian or a fighter i wouldn't have oh it's so hard because i don't i wouldn't even want like a spellcasting class hmm. i would have wanted to be probably like a sage i would have been one i would have wanted to have been like very in the know politics wise and like that's background wise i know <laughs> so, a cleric? so i'm trying to think of what maybe there's spellcasters yeah so maybe not but i mean your non-spellcasters are like barbarian fighter fighter monk monk ranger rogue and artificer maybe it would have been an artificer huh what the hell would you have been an artificer i guess sewing clothes and stuff if you're like a lady yeah. in waiting you would have been i could have there's some secret messages into clothes oh my god that would have been dope as fuck i could have helped the guy with the towels oh my god be honest you're the one who makes the throwaway underwear or the rip tear away underwear i was definitely the lady who owned the lingerie (laughs) store and i was definitely trying to get them to rent the three bedroom above my you mean the three bedroom where jet dies yeah well that's not my fault i was gone by that point jesus (laughs) what kind of things did you have with cara melinda I know that that wasn't an actual thing, but <laughs> I like the characters we have developed for this world that don't actually exist. I like that that was the majority of this episode. Listen, I had a lot of fun with it, okay? Now, we've already talked about Crawler. I mean, we've we've mentioned... Nah. Cr- talk about Crawler. Yeah, let's talk about Crawler. Let's talk about Crawler. Okay. Let's talk about so, Crawler. Crawler. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Crawler is introduced as Amathar's, like, best friend and, like, 
the guy who deals with all the stuff that the king doesn't want to do. He's basically with, like right? Uncle Crawler. Yeah. And he knows the kids and like he they grew up with him and he is there for everything and then you find out so like they don't escape Kamada with him. And then you find out towards the end when they finally get back to the castle, he's there with Caramelinda. And he's like putting on his fanciest pants in the world. And all of a sudden, he's like, Amathar, let's go for a walk. And then he starts to fight him. He stabs him so hard. And he doesn't even start to fight him. He just stabs him in the back. That's true. He stabs him in the back. Literally and figuratively. And to Brutus. And then he tells him, he's like, I have been waiting so long to do that because my family was always lesser than yours. And he killed freaking, um, it wasn't Lazuli. Maybe it was Lazuli. It was Raquel. Raquel. Rococo. General Rococo. Rococo. <laughs> Raquel. General Rococo. So he like basically helped orchestrate all the deaths of Amathar's sisters. And he was plotting against him this whole time. So he stabs him in the back. Amathar's thing is that he's Amathar the Unfallen. And he's like, let's see if you hold up to your title. And pushes him off like <laughs> the parapet. Literally all I can hear when you say those lines is fucking Brennan saying them and I want to punch him in his scummy it's little like, face. It's the worst because all you just watch the players and they're like, oh, well, my and God. So because at one point he goes to run off and you can see Zach thinking for a minute yeah. about what to do with his turn with like what he wants to do. And he decides against like following Crawler. Like you can tell that he like makes that decision. And then as soon as he stabs Amathar in the back, Zach is like, I knew I should have. And he says fucking, it like offhand to himself. He was like, I, sh- I, I wanted to do a perception check on him so bad. And he should have that he fucking have. He sucks. He could have saved it. But it's just terrible. It's awful. Crawler is the freaking worse but then Amethar gets to kill him and it's fine but just to know that like this person that you've helped like you've had around your kids the way you raised them who's been helping you with all of like your state affairs who is the person you confide in when you fight with your spouse he's your best friend you talk about all of your times together they saw each other shit they they pooped in front know, of each the other the war guys how could you do that and then betray them I know. Literally stabbing in the back. What a coward. Like, figuratively and physically. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's fucked up. And also, I mean, we can't just gloss over the fact that, like, he, that, like, Amathar, you know, got his revenge on him. Because, more importantly, Amathar had payment day, which let him crit on someone, which if he crit on the person he was using payment day on, it allowed him if to... If they had hurt someone in his family. If they had killed someone in his family, then they had to do a save to either not outright die or they had to take like a shit ton of extra damage, which basically would probably kill them anyway. And so Lou's sitting here and he's attacking Crawler and he gets his three attacks or whatever. Cause he's reckless. He's barbarian and yada, yada, yada. And he rolls one and it's a 19. So he crits, but that's not what the crit for payment day is. Yeah. And then, so like he crits once that's already like, Oh God, he fucking crit on Crawler. And then the very next roll is a fucking nat, nat 20. 20. He crit with a nat 20 and it was the first and only time he got to use payment day that way. Mm-hmm. And it was just it, like, you couldn't, ugh. Just as you could not have, like, there was something I was, I had said earlier that, like, they couldn't have planned it any better. But that is one of the moments that, like, you could not have planned that shit. Well, and when he comes back and he finds him on the thing, he says, he asks Crawler, because Crawler's like, hey, we can talk about this. And he says, what's my name? What's the last part of my title? What is it? And so finally he, like, says it. So then Amathar kills him. 
And then he's like, I pull his pants down and watch him shit himself one last time. Well, and, and it's he like, doesn't even oh. like, oh my God, yes. The moment where he just like, he just, he's like, what's the fucking last part of my title? And I'm just like, like I want to watch it right now because I just like watching it because it's so like awe inspiring and also so fulfilling and satisfying. And Lou plays it so well. And also I just love that like Zach is there. Cumulus is there the whole yeah. time <laughs> and fucking kicks him in the knees to bring him down. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. see, here's the thing because they are all there for each other's like revenge things. So like Murph as Theobald, was there with Liam. Which they all start calling him Theobald. And I'm like, it's Theobald. <laughs> but is there and like kind of helps to try and take down Karen a little bit. Because, but he wasn't going to take it from Liam. No. Just like Saccharina didn't take it from Liam. And then well, and Ruby Saccharina got didn't take it. Yeah. And she didn't take it from Ruby with the Sugar Plum Fairy. Exactly. And then Cumulus sat there and let Amathar have Crawler. And it yeah. was just like everyone, all of the actual players were totally together and like wanting that each other's characters to get what they needed yeah and i love it because then those characters just got the sweetest fucking revenge <laughs> the sweetest revenge <laughs> that's so funny why did they not say that it literally because at all they say their thing show. is in sweetness there is strength well no i know but still like someone could have made an off like I one know. of the one of the players could have made an offhand comment at the very least but oh my god how have we not talked about manta ray jack I love Manta Ray Jack. That's about you it. You know why I love him? Because he's a pirate. Yeah, I know. And <laughs> he's Amathar's actual best friend. And he's the one who done been new crawlers bad. It's the same way that we haven't talked about Annabeth. Annabelle. Fucking Jesus. Annabelle Cheddar, really. I know. She's also a pirate. And freaking. She's not a pirate. She's just a sailor. Whatever. She's, she's a captain. She is. Obviously. Sir Morris Bree. Oh, R.I.P. So sad. And okay. Cinnamon the Dragon. I loved Cinnamon. Oh my gosh, French Fry Guy. Oh, yeah. What was his name? I don't know. He was a French Fry Guy. No, I gotta know it. Okay, you could Google it's there. it then. It's in my mind. It's inside my it mind. It starts with a C. Ketchup. No. Custard. I think it has to start with because it's like Crawler and Ciabatta and all these things. Um, Crispy. Hold on, you talk while I look it up. Okay, I'm gonna talk about... Sakarina's backstory a little bit. I'm not going to talk about Sakarina's backstory a little bit. It makes me sad. Yeah, it's way too triggering for people. I would. Yeah. Also, okay. So the moment I'm going to talk about now is like Sakarina's first big move in battle when they're trying to save Duke Jawbreaker, and Emily decides that she's going to fucking thunderstep to go get Jawbreaker. But that's going to cause a lot of damage to everyone else. And since it's lightning damage, it does an extra three damage on top of all of that. She like auto crits because it's like the first thing she does. Uh, something or whatever. But then she uses Spare the Dying. She uses Quicken Spell, which is her feat as a sorcerer, to do Spare the Dying and saves Jorn oh, Jarbreaker. Oh, she has metamagic. And they, yeah. The, it literally is the coolest move in like the entire world. And I love watching it. Like, I, every time I come up on that TikTok, I just sit there and watch it over and over again. That one and then the one where they're uh, fighting the Sugar Plum Fairy. And it's also the first move she makes there. And she, <laughs> she, um, oh, she shields or whatever because <laughs> the Sugar Plum Fairy does something. And she's like, no, I do this. 
and then and she succeeds and emily starts going i know why he's better than you bitch and it's so funny because then immediately after brennan's going oh i was gonna get all of you and zach goes why do you want that so bad and you can tell i have watched that tiktok one too many times because i can quote it apparently <laughs> um laney still hasn't found what she's looking for and i've oh no i have i oh, got okay. i got him confused so the french fry guy is not the guy that she does like the lightning damage on the french fry guy is sir bonathan Fra- flash fry oh yeah sir He's bonathan. bonathan but the guy that's the breadstick guy oh who, like flirts yeah. with jet his name is Crissini. oh yeah Crissini. commander i think Crissini. um hold on yeah commander Chris- constano grassini constano grassini constano grassini because this is what I was picturing. And then when I got, when I looked up the French fry guy, hold on. This is what I got. And I was like, no. That's a <laughs> That's literal thing of French not fries. not what I'm looking now for. Now I want a breadstick and French fries. No, thank you. Where can I get a breadstick and French fries? Oh, uh, can we talk about Plumbeline for a second? Why? Which they start calling Plumbelina. Um, That's because because Emily can't get her name right. It's not just Emily. Lou and Emily are so bad with names. Literally me playing that Scooby-Doo one shot. They just rename everything. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Poor fucking. Oh, what was her name? I can't even remember it now. I don't know. Uh, That's that's upsetting. Yeah. Um, What was I talking about? Um, Oh, Plumbling. So Gustavo Uvano. Gustavo Uvano. Yes, he was mentioned in the Ravening War. So he is the first emperor. Concordant emperor. Yes. And his daughter is Plumbling. And as Concordant Emperor, the one like one of the rules is that you can't name someone from your own like country. It can't be passed down that way. So he couldn't name a Fructaran and his daughter's a Fructaran. Oh, I thought it was that I'm sorry. I thought that it was that she's his daughter. No. It just couldn't be your he direct He couldn't name descendant. another Fructaren. That makes more sense to me now. Right. And so he was going to name Amathar the entire time. And oh, he's sitting in there. Plumbeline is in the room. And Theobald and I think Liam are in there, right? Yeah. And he's Gustavo is Liam's like. Liam's part of the council. Yeah. Gustavo's like, you know. You know I'm going to name you Emperor. He was like, all we have to do is like sign the official paperwork. And he gets, he's like, hey, make, make sure the Pontifax or whatever brings the paperwork in. And they leave the room. And then at the fucking church, Plumbeline is like, they named, um, Chibata, Chibata, Emperor Chibata. as emperor. And everyone's like, excuse you. Imperator so then she has to put, Chibata, Imperator. So then she has to put her hand on the book of Lazuli, which means you can't lie. And she's like, no, he named Amathar. Or and then you're sitting whatever. there and you're like, what the fuck has this even been about then? Because she wants the fucking throne and she doesn't like Amathar. And then they ask Amathar, you're like, oh, they're going to ask if he named. If That's what I'm saying. When they ask her that, you're just sitting there like, why would you even bother? Like, what's the fucking point? And then he goes up point? and they're like, did you, were you married? Is Caramelinda your first and only wife? And he's like, no. And they're like, so you are an oath breaker and you aren't actually married to Caramelinda. Therefore... Um, because you've done this against the Bulbian church, you are You're an exiled. adulterer, you're exiled, your children are bastards. And you no longer are hold the throne and now Duke Jawbreaker does but the he's king. in a direct um, like a be- war contention. Yeah. Or whatever. I don't remember what they called it. 
Yeah, I can't think against um, the rest of the against the con- Comet against the rest of the, the Concord. Concord, and so they're at open yeah, war it's now. Open war. They're in open war with the rest of the Concord. So then it puts Candia at open war with the Concord. And but then, like, like Candia gets overtaken by the Concord anyway. It's so confusing. It is, but oh my gosh, this season is full of twists and turns in a good way. It's very. It is very draining, and you like you'll see the cast talk about it like. Who was it? Lou said he like picked up smoking. Yeah, Lou, <laughs> Lou and Zach were talking about it with Siobhan and some, Brendan, I think, on some kind of like they were just talking, and they Lou said that like he left one episode and just went bought a bag of cigarettes and like smoked. The whole he thing. said he never smoked before, but well, <laughs> and then I was watching. So I was watching a behind the scenes of Siobhan in the most recent spinoff, The Mentopolis on Instagram and she was talking about how like she'd go to her real job after filming those because they filmed them filmed them so early in the morning so she'd go to like her real job and she said the one after jet dying she just was sad she was like it was emotionally taxing on me as a person and everybody kept asking like what happened you look like someone died and she's like how do you express to these people like someone did die but then you know <laughs> they ask who and you're like it was my twin sister and they're like you don't have a twin sister so then you have to explain it's your twin sister in this made up game that you're playing <laughs> and it's just kind of like what are you saying and she's like everyone's always like you're good at playing your characters and she's like I'm not good at it I just lose myself in it because of trauma and it's like well that's a mood but like it, yeah, it really you could took just its tell, toll on all. Of like them. from the beginning, like the first episode, they're all happy go lucky, and then the turning point is really the fight in the church and Lepan yeah. dying, and like you can just see how they all like. Well, they're on the run suddenly. It hit, well, and you can see that as the players, like it clicks in their mind, and they're suddenly like, okay, we need to pull this together because yeah. everything has totally changed. And then throughout the entire thing, and like jet dying and all these big things and by the end of the war you can just see how run down they are yeah and how much like their characters went through so much and they had to play those characters going through that so they themselves are like when they finally finish the war there's like a sigh of relief and then Renan's like he immediately pulls that shit with saccharina and ruby which, and by they, the way, I put in my phone as Ruby and Jet's decisions, not oh Ruby and Zacharina's But the decisions. fact that they both chose, like, peace. Yeah, but Siobhan was writing for a while, and I want to know exactly what she wrote down, because that was a lengthy note. I was, I remember watching that the first time, and I was ready to throw up. I was just sitting there like, what the fuck is even going to happen? Because I could see it going literally every single way. You know, I could see Saccharin being like, no, they fucking defied me. I don't want to stand for this. I'm not going to do that. And then I could see Ruby doing the same thing. So they could both do that. Or one of them, either one of them, I could see also being like, I'm tired of this fucking shit. Like, I'm done. And also, I mean, it ended up working out in the end anyway, because, you know, he went like Amathar went off to be. I have never remembered Amathar's name, by the way, until we started <laughs> recording this. I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> Amathar went off to become emperor. So then Saccharina takes over as queen. But that means Ruby doesn't have to be like her part of her public because she is an imperial princess. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it all worked out in the end. It really did. And, you know, Theobald got to be slammed on big style by Gumby. Gooey. And, yes, Gooey. <laughs> Gumby. The fact that after the war, Ruby got to, A, have a second chance of having a sister. No. Nope. Don't say it that way. I know. It's, but that's what she said. Um, 
And that she then got to, like, go and tour with the Twirler sisters. Oh, yeah. And, like, you could see Siobhan get so emotional about it. Like, oh, my God, she finally gets to do what she wants. But, like, it's upsetting. She doesn't get to talk to Jed about it. Exactly. But, um, I don't know. Do we have anything else to talk I about? I hope Jed saw from, like, Beyond the Veil. I'm sure she did. Um, I don't think so. No, I'm just really sad about that. That's really depressing. I'm sure there are points that, like, we haven't hit, but... I'm sure. Oh, there's a lot. Like the, the whole tournament thing is so cool. Like mechanically, oh, I know. And then the fact that I can never remember oh what God, happens no. while they're actually on the road. What? Okay, the tournament. I have things. So LePan. First of all, Zach not being in the turn. The he's the only player who's not in the tournament, right? So yeah. he's just in the stands, but he technically still rolls initiative with them all, and it's not like total battle initiative. But he's like, I'm going to hold my turn. And then he's like, um, I'm going to ask them to bring out wine for these oh, people. And yeah. you're like, what's he doing? And then he like creates that distraction to use magic to heal Amathar. And then the when freaking Liam does um, like the detect poison and stuff like oh that. Oh, my God. And, and Brennan's like, why? Well, and because Brennan was like, okay. And he's like, yeah, he's poisoned. And Allie's like, no, but I get to know what type of poison. I get to know everything. And Brennan's like, no, you don't. And then looked at the thing and was like, he makes that face. Oh, my gosh. And then as the Sugar Plum Fairy, when freaking Emily keeps um, counterspelling. Counterspell, that's what it is. When Brennan just goes, I was going to get all of you. I literally went through that whole scene. Did you? Yeah, because it's the part where she goes, suck it, bitch. I know ice better better than than you, you. bitch. No, she says, suck it. I know ice better than you, bitch. She doesn't say Whatever, moving on. And then Brennan gets upset and he goes, I was going to get all of you. And Zach goes, why do you want that so bad? Okay, where was I for this part? You were looking up the French fry guy. Y'all. Because then I made the comment, I've clearly watched that TikTok one too many times because I can quote it. I am a hot mess. I'm so sorry. But that scene is so funny. The only other thing I have on my list of things to talk about is loose sweater in the last episode because it's glorious it's and I love it. And then Amathar and Caramelinda's relationship. But I don't have much to oh. say other than it's kind of weird. Um, Yeah, she was married to his sister. No, Lainey. They were just betrothed. No, they were married. I know that. Shut the fuck up. Uh, okay, Mara wants to fight. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, he was married. She was married to his sister. And then she married him. They clearly don't love each other. But they had kids. I guess they only had they to both do the two once. They're twins, you know? I like that that's what you're focused on. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, uh. And that's just weird. It is. It's really weird. And, like, he never told her he was married before and, like, in love with someone, which, like, you feel like he could confide that in her, considering she never wanted to marry him. Right. I don't know. But can we just talk about how progressive it was that Lazuli got to marry Caramelinda and, like, they were going to rule together? Literally, for a time, the kingdom was polyamorous, was run by a polyamorous king. Like, very inclusive. It's beautiful. We've got asexual characters out there. It's phenomenal. I'm just thinking about Annabelle Cheddar, who I really wanted to marry Ruby. And I think that if Jet hadn't died, it could have happened. But I think Ruby was too broken. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing could happen anymore. Ruby will never move on from this. Ugh. We're forgetting one major person to talk about. Who? Swifty. (gasps) (laughs) See, I try to block Swifty out because he's fucking terrifying. 
He's so scary. And fucking Brennan's voice. I hate it so much. I don't know why he chose that voice. And I wonder if he thought that he was going to have to be Swifty for a long time or not. Because like when he pulls out a voice, when he has to do the Alvin and the Chipmunk voice in Dungeons and Drag Queens, mm-hmm. he's like, okay, we're done with that. Right. <laughs> but he played Swifty so much. Yeah. Oh my God. The fucking perception role that he does when <gasps> they pull Ruby into the room to talk about the fact that she's not a bastard and that he's actually, Amathar's actually king and yada, yada, they're actually married, yada, 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 all of that shit. Like, just that you see him roll the dice. And I don't even think anything of it because it's happened several times in different campaigns where he rolls the dice and you just don't pay attention. Yeah. He's just rolling dice over there and the scene continues on. And then it does a flashback to him rolling the dice because Swifty heard it all. And you're like, what the actual right. fuck? This is one of those campaigns where you have to pay attention to what Brennan is doing while they are all playing. It is also the one campaign where I needed them to not give in to the miscommunication trope. And unfortunately, they kind of did did. because you have to keep secrets or whatever. But like, honestly, that's my other problem with being having been that like if I had gone like as the crawler rogue is that I can't keep a secret. Oh, I know. I would have had to have been like skirting around everything. Mara's not just a chronic oversharer. I mean, she is, but she's a chronic oversharer of other people's information. To be fair, it's not like important information. Like, if you confide in me something really deep that you don't want anybody to know, I'm going to keep that shit. But if you run into someone and you say, sorry, I'm awkward, and then walk away, I'm going to tell everybody. I hate you so That's, much. <laughs> you ran into someone and went, sorry, I'm awkward, and just turned. <laughs> just walked away. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. I still remember that exact moment it's so, so well. It's so funny to because me. Because it was honestly... The most embarrassing. Well, no, I've had some pretty embarrassing moments in my life, but it was up there in like the top five. Oh, my God. All right. Anyway, I want to play this character. I'm a little sad that I don't get to play in a crown of candy now. I know. It's depressing. Okay. All right. I'm going to leave it with this. Last thoughts. Oh, my God. I had them. (laughs) (laughs) Like, do you have any? Last thoughts were shout out to the Tart Guard. Shout out to the two crew. R.I.P. Toby. Mara's trying oh, to figure out who Toby is for a second. She's like, mm. oh, Toby. It's so sad. Lamont. Oh my God, Lamont. No, Lamont. <laughs> no, Lamont needed love. The eleven cough drop. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, guys, uh, go watch Crown Candy if you haven't already. Uh, let us know what you think. If you haven't watched it, don't listen to this podcast. I hope you didn't hear that part from me because that means you did listen to it and now everything's been spoiled. Not everything. We definitely we did not talk about everything. We didn't 90% of it. Also, I accidentally hit a point twice. Let us know what character... <laughs> I'm really sorry. Let us know what character you would have wanted to play uh, in this campaign. And... Yeah. I'm really sorry for the hot mess express that this episode We're always is. a hot mess. It's totally fine. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye.